Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new possibilities. I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. Do any of you guys feel like this where you can only remember whether you watched a movie and whether you enjoyed it or not, but really struggle to remember what actually happened in movies? That's always been me. I know if I enjoyed a movie, I remember enjoying sitting there and watching it, but I do not remember a single thing that really happened in it. I do not understand people who remember movies and then they like recite lines from movies. I just, I can't tell you how many times I've been asked if I remember a part of a movie and I'm just like, nope. But I do remember that was a good movie though. So anyways, it's going to be a great show today. Really just going to be the best 30 minutes of your life. I can almost guarantee it. Today, we're going to take a pause to talk about ADHD and money mindset. I was originally going to be talking about the next step in our money journey, which is taking on those high interest debt, namely credit cards. But since launching this podcast, one of the comments and main themes that have popped up from a handful of listeners has been around mindset. The general sort of attitudes that I've heard kind of go like this. How do I really actually change my mindset and actually get myself to care about this? I've always sucked at money and I always will. I've accepted that. So what's the point? I'll just end right back where I started. Or something like, I don't need any money to be happy. Nothing can make me happy. I just am used to feeling this way. I'm numb about it. So it's all good. Or it's impossible for me to even believe that it's possible I could build real wealth and achieve financial freedom, let alone actually be able to get out of debt. So we're going to dive into the negative mindsets and limiting beliefs that are out there, which can be a huge barrier to success. And I'll do my absolute best to lend some perspective because I totally get it. I have had to fight and still fight off negative mindsets and beliefs that are always trying to infiltrate my brain that try and hold me back. So first, we'll reset the stage on why money is hard for ADHDers and talk about some of the stats that are out there regarding ADHD and money. How did we get stuck feeling this way in the first place? Then I'll quickly touch on the executive functions that we struggle with and the money consequences that they can lead to and how that can also create negativity. And from there, we'll shift into mindset and the negative and limiting beliefs that are manifested from our struggles with ADHD and also how our relationship with money may have informed growing up. And we'll talk about how to try and start to reframe things. I'll then do my best motivational speech impersonation and try and work up some positivity and energy behind the idea that we can change these negative mindsets and beliefs. I'll talk again about money and happiness, and this is super important. And then next week, we'll jump back into our journey and talk about paying off debt. And guys, this stuff can be hard. It's stressful. It's tiring. It's overwhelming. So I'm super glad you are sticking with me. The reality is you can't really just do the one page financial plan and then be like, boom, my relationship with money is perfectly healthy now. So let's go build wealth and possibilities. I recognize it's not that easy. I know it's not that simple, especially if we are holding deeper and really ingrained negative money attitudes. So Today might be a bit of a ramble, but I do think it's really important to go deeper here. And we'll wrap up as usual with a listener question, one that's right on topic about changing a poverty mindset into a wealth mindset. Okay, so before I get started, guess what, guys? I'm doing a giveaway to celebrate hitting 1,000 podcast downloads. 
Okay, okay. It's actually a giveaway to bribe you into giving the podcast a nice review on Apple. So I have this sticker on the back of my car window that says powered by ADHD and it's awesome. My car wears it proudly. So I'm giving 10 of them away. I'll ship it directly to you from Etsy, which is where I got it from. So all you have to do is leave a review on Apple and screenshot it before you submit it. So then you can send me an email with a screenshot and your address and boom, you're going to get a sticker. You'll get one if you are the, one of the first 10 to do this for me. So just respond to the newsletter email that comes out every Thursday. If you don't subscribe to it, then subscribe to it and respond to the follow-up email that you get. Sound good? And that's ADHDmoneytalk.com. All right, cool. So shower me with praise, guys. No, I'm kidding. Well, again, selfishly, it does really feel good to get a nice review, guaranteed to put a smile on my face and give me a very warm and fuzzy feeling on the insides. But yeah, the other reason is I, of course, want to spread the podcast as far and wide as I can. And reviews definitely help with that. You know, this thing called social proof, where if someone stumbles upon a podcast that seems interesting, the first thing they're going to do is go look to see the reviews. And if the reviews are are good, and if there's a number of them, they're much more likely to give it a shot. So really, you're helping me out. And I really appreciate it. And get your sticker because they're awesome. All right, let's get into the show. And here's the music to slowly transition us into some really deep, fun stuff. Here we go, guys. Okay, yes, guys, I'm honestly pretty excited to talk about this. I don't think I talked about this enough on the first episode of this podcast to sort of get us grounded in sort of what's going on here. So ADHDers, on average, really do have a not-so-healthy relationship with money. People with ADHD are, on average, in greater debt. I know how that feels. People with ADHD have more difficulty paying bills. I also know how that feels. People with ADHD have less savings, on average. Yep, check, I've been there. Okay, I know that one too. People with ADHD have lower incomes, even with the same educational level. Again, yeah, I could probably argue that I've been there too and probably still am. I was a lost soul my first bunch of years in the financial industry and was certainly not getting much business. Okay, so people with ADHD miss more days of work. All right, so finally, one that doesn't describe me, but it's an ADHD stat nonetheless. How about ADHDers tend to take more risks? Okay, I'm intimately familiar with this one too. People with ADHD are two-thirds more likely to be fired, two-thirds more likely to quit their job. People with ADHD are more likely to have relationship struggles. And it's just a regular people fact that money is a huge point of contention in many relationships and leads to a lot of divorces and breakups. People with ADHD may be more likely to financially cheat, where you spend money and feel like you need to hide it from your significant other. So when I was deep in the depths of my golf hyperfixation, yeah, I had some purchases sent to the office for the sole purpose of hiding it from Jill. So yeah, not good. Did I ever think about why I was doing that besides the superficial answer of, I don't feel like admitting I have a problem? Nope. There was definitely some thick guilt and shame caked on beneath the surface that I was completely avoiding confronting. So in light of all of this, of course, there are going to be some negative money mindsets for ADHDers, given these stats and circumstances that many of us out there have been experiencing to one extent or the other. But still, it doesn't really answer why just having ADHD, why does just having this thing called ADHD create these outcomes? For one, it does often come back to our floundering executive functioning, like planning. So I know I'm only good at financial planning. That's because I like doing it. I'm passionate about it. But if you ask me to make any other plan, I'm going to tell you, oh, all right, but give me a week and it's going to make absolutely no sense. And then I'll never stick to it. And then 
So bouncing from day to day with no overarching long-term plan can kind of create a feeling of complacency and just sort of aimless money decisions. Okay, then we have working memory executive dysfunction, where we kind of forget the past consequences of our decisions in the moment. So we just make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. And then there's the self-regulation issues, making us give in to impulses, even if we were just hours before as committed as we've ever been to making a change. If we have some emotional issue a few hours later, you can throw that out the window. Gone. We're going to just buy the thing. So all of this contributes to that common ADHD feeling of being perpetually stuck underneath it all and creates fertile breeding ground for these negative mindsets to really set in. And so what this can do is it can lead us to just straight up avoid our money situation and be in a sort of denial where you feel like if you just don't really pay any attention to that money monster, it's easier to pretend he's just not there, out of sight, out of mind. And if we keep talking to ourselves about money in a way that's very negative, it's obviously never going to change. It becomes sort of a cycle of negativity and like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of. Like someone who tells themselves every single day they'll never get their money together has absolutely no reason to ever have it get together. And so it's really no surprise that when five years later, nothing has changed, they are still telling themselves they'll never be able to. And so now I ask you, my valued listener, what is your relationship with money like? So be super honest. What do you say to yourself when you think about money? Do you say, I can't budget. I suck in money. I never pay my bills on time. I'll always be in debt. What are the words that come up? Are they positive, negative? What are the feelings that come up? What are the fears that come up? Now, I say it's a good idea to write some of this down, no matter how bad it is. Or maybe it's not that bad, but just write it down and then read it out loud back to yourself. And how does that make you feel? Does this sound like a relationship that you want to have with your money? Is this a relationship you want with a thing that you basically have to interact with almost every single day? Money touches like everything. So if you're not happy with the way this is sounding, it's really important to get perspective and take a step back. And we need to try and figure out what our money beliefs are and where they came from. So research shows that our beliefs about money are set by around age seven. So even for those that don't have ADHD, negative money beliefs may be set very, very early. When you have ADHD, I personally think it can continue to be exacerbated and made worse as we kind of fumble our way through life with all the extra obstacles we have to face. But everyone is different and there will be different amounts of, you know, like baggage to unpack. Think back to your earliest memories of money. Who handled the money in your house? Did you get an allowance? Did you grow up in a lower income house where there was money tension? Did you grow up in a higher income household and did you typically get whatever you wanted for Christmas? Did you see or hear conversations about money? Were you shielded from money? Maybe some of you felt one way about money when you were little, like everything was good and not a problem, but came out to find out later that there was actually a lot of stress going on between your parents with money that they did a great job of hiding from you. I'll be honest, I personally don't have any interesting money memories. I did grow up in a not super rich or anything, but comfortably wealthy household. I typically got what I asked for for Christmas and my birthday. My dad loved spending money on gadgets and technology and new things like that. But he was also very, very frugal in grocery stores. But generally, I don't think I ever deeply learned the importance of money when I was young. 
in any sort of way that really stuck with me. And that's not to blame my parents or anything. I think everything was just fine with how they raised me. I think I was just so ADHD. I wasn't paying attention to the lessons that they taught me probably. So I just felt like, you know, whatever. So I do know where I inherited some of my money habits, like my addiction to buying cool new like gadgets and things, which, well, that's a past addiction. I've gone, I've gone over that thankfully, but I, I loved, I just love buying new gadgets. I mean, what can I say? It's just so great. But I, you know, so I know where I inherited some of my money habits and my relationship with money where I just kind of feel like, and felt like, cause I don't feel this way anymore, but I always kind of felt like, well, you know, whatever, there'll be more money down the road. So who cares if I spend it all right now on credit card, I'll make more money later and it'll all take care of itself. Right. So that was sort of my mindset uh, not that long ago, honestly. So really, really try and understand your own money story and get a sense of your relationship with money. Write it all down and then go ahead and rewrite it how you want it to be. Reframe your relationship with money. If you wrote that you'll never be able to budget, cross it out and write, I am able to budget because I deserve the freedom and peace of mind. It will bring me to budget successfully. This probably sounds a little corny, but I think it's a great exercise. I mean, with ADHD, I think one of the biggest things is self-confidence, self-worth, and self-esteem sort of issues. A feeling of not being good enough or not deserving the things that you deep down actually want. And I'm speaking from my own experience here, but also from what I've read and heard over the past couple of years. Remember, on average, an ADHD experiences 20,000 extra negative comments throughout childhood. A lot of ADHDers may end up having low self-esteem from enduring all of these mini traumas all throughout their life. And now they have this feeling that they expect to fail. They expect to feel bad and have chronic feelings of guilt and shame. I know this for sure to be true about me. So I'm going slightly on a tangent here, but I do think it's relevant. One of the things I've always known about myself is how I really have a hard time attributing my successes to me, to my inherent ability or to my talent. I don't ever really let myself get excited about success. Like I know in soccer, when I score a goal, I never actually like celebrate. I just kind of turn around and walk back to the midline and just kind of shrug my shoulders. Some guys like jump up and down and pump their fists and scream. Like I just, like I said, I just like turn around and shrug my shoulders and I'm just like, okay, scored a goal. I got lucky. Thank God I didn't miss it. So, and I mean, this is, this is just a lack of, you know, deep ingrained self-confidence. And I'll be the first to tell you, I'm still working on that every single day to try and build myself up. And so I think we just get stuck a lot of times and we got to unpack it. And I'm not exactly sure how. I don't really feel qualified to tell you how, but do try the idea about thinking about your childhood and, and money and writing down your thoughts and feelings about money and then reframing them. I think it's a great, great idea. And then what I can tell you is this. I can tell you that without a doubt, you are not terrible at money. You are actually really good at money. And it's also completely understandable how you're, you got in the situation you are in. There are many others out there in the same situation, and it's not as bad as you think. And you absolutely, unequivocally, and without doubt are someone who 100% deserves to enjoy the freedom and happiness and peace of mind financial independence can bring you. And so let me remind you of exactly what you deserve. Now, we've talked before about how money can't directly buy happiness, but money's sort of best inherent superpower is its ability to give you control over your life. 
and you 100% deserve this. Unspent money gives you freedom. So this guy, Angus Campbell, was a psychologist who wanted to know what made people happy. And this is what he learned through his research. He wrote, having a strong sense of controlling one's life is a more dependable predictor of positive feelings of well-being than any other objective conditions of life that we have considered. So merely having complete control over your life is more important than how big your house is, how nice of a car you have, or how many amazing pairs of Lululemon pants you have. And I have like 10 pairs of these damn pants that I bought like five years ago. And they are nice, but I don't need 10 of them. I need basically two of them. I wear the same two almost every day. So come on, not giving me any happiness anymore. So how does money give you control over your life? So think of it this way. Money sitting unspent in an emergency fund that covers six months of expenses means that if you hate your boss, you can quit because you know you have time to find a new job that you actually like, or you could start your own business. You have control. Without that, you may be relying on that paycheck from that miserable boss and stay there because you feel trapped. And so that's the power of money. I mean, really, it gives you time, freedom, independence, and control over your life where you are not beholden to anyone. And so like America is like the richest country in the world. So why is everybody so miserable? It's because Americans buy crap they don't need. Driving a rich is driving a $100,000 car. Wealth is driving a Toyota Camry with a modest house and with lots of money preserved behind it that no one can see. Only you can see it and you know the peace of mind it gives you. You can see rich, but you can't always see wealth. Money can give you the time and freedom to make connections and meaningful connections. And connections make people happy, not big houses. Having the time and freedom to spend more time with your family and children, more time spent feeling free and not stressed. This is all stuff that you, yes, you 100% deserve and can achieve. I hope this helped to lend some perspective and I hope it was motivating. And with all of that, let's go into the listener question. So this question is from Stu and it's right in line with what we are talking about. Stu says, how does one change a poverty mindset into a wealth mindset? My partner has a successful property business, but I have no interest in taking over or being more involved because it could make me lots of money, but money doesn't motivate me. Being creative and making connections through my creativity are what drives my actions. All right, Stu. So I think it's really good that money, just for having money's sake, is not motivating to you because it really shouldn't be. But sort of in line with what I've been talking about today, reframing money away from just being a money that a thing that can buy you things, reframe it as a tool that can enable more of what makes you happy. That could help. So could having more wealth and more unspent money give you more time to use more of your creativity to build more connections? Could it open up new and grander possibilities and opportunities to spread your creativity and to make more people happy and impacted by your creativity and your talents? And specifically on changing a poverty mindset, well, I would look inward why do you have a poverty mindset in the first place? Is it something that you inherited from your parents? Are you maybe a natural born pessimist and a cynic and you just think that even though you maybe are well off right now, you just feel like it could just all go away? 
understanding that is a great first step. And then really also determine how your poverty mindset is holding you back. What parts of your life is it impacting? So like, why are you even asking this question? What do you want to change? And from there, well, it's all mindset shifting. New thoughts will lead to new feelings that will lead to new actions. So, you know, I really think that people that have real wealth mindsets and people that are wealthy and, you know, the happy type of wealthy, I think they have mindsets that attracts wealth. And I think changing your mindset alone can do wonders. I am a believer in the growth and abundance mindset and sort of manifestation. I really do believe that that can help you manifest better outcomes in your life just by shifting your mindset. But trying to shift your mindset is going to take a lot of work, looking inward and sort of reframing a lot of your deep down sort of assumptions about life. I hope that helps too. And that's all I got for today, guys. Next week, we are talking about getting out of debt and strategies to do that. So let all of this sink in, really get ready to go and get ready for next week because it's going to be a very cold and snowy conversation next week. And that is a hint. Okay, so I'm out of here. Adios, mis amigos.